0: Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer. In the studio today, Travis Waldstein, Surf Heating and Air Conditioning in the Council Bluffs. As we are recording this, Mr. Waldstein, I'm sure that you have been getting one air conditioner service call after another because we're coming out the back end of a... Uh crazy heat dome that's been over us
1: well it's not just the temperature is the humidity the light, this morning we woke up and it wasn't quite it was 80 degrees out but the humidity wasn't quite 100 percent humidity but the three days previous you walk guys 80 degrees in the morning and the windshields are wet and foggy and 100 de- percent dew point has just been miserable
0: yeah when i walk outside at at four o'clock in the morning and my glasses fog over <laughs> <And> that happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, and it, you know, it, their talk, could possibly relief tomorrow. I'll believe when I see it, but, uh, It's that time of year. Usually in the last couple of years, few years, we've had this in June and July. We'll have a few days in common, But, man, this hitting at the end of August, especially the humidity part, I think is just what's kicking everybody's butt.
0: And it kind of timed in with uh, schools are back in session. And I'm sure that it just adds to... The urgency, and suddenly, you know, every small, small little problem is amplified.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, and we designed for ni- I designed for ninety-five degrees temperature. Technically, if you look, uh, you know, National Weather Service, the average high in Omaha Council plus is ninety-one degrees. But we figure ninety-five because we see a lot of ni- Ninety-five is a fairly, I want to say, normal temperature we'll see in the afternoons. But when you start getting 100, a 102 – um, you get up in the attic spaces, you got you know ductwork that's up in unconditioned space, even if it's wrapped. If you've got a something the size of a quarter that's exposed to the atmosphere with as humid as it is, starts condensating, um, you know, plus just able to keep up. You know, we could size equipment for 102, but that we're on the extreme, and so most of the time we'd be way oversizing it. So we get a few of them calls where they go. Well, it, it's dropped from 70 to 73 in your house. Yes, and it's 102 degrees outside. Be glad it only dropped 3 degrees and not 13 degrees, you know.
0: Well, we have here at uh, the radio studios that, you know, we'll see the internal temperature in here above on the thermostat, what we have it set for, because it just can't get there.
1: No, and that's okay. You know, rule of thumb, and I hate to use rule of thumb, is whatever the temperature is outside, you should be able to drop the temperature 20 degrees. So if it's 95, you should be able to maintain 75, no problem. So if it's 100, technically you should be able to maintain 80, which it sounds miserable, yeah. But if it's running and it's conditioning, it beats the heck out of it not running and not conditioning. So that's kind of hard for people to concept because they're always used to, you know, go turn it, you know, turning it on and, you know, maintaining that 72 degrees so or 70 or 68. Or we had one this morning. She was mad that it was 64 degrees as the temperature in her thermostat would only maintain 66. And it's like, really? <laughs> Want to hang meat? I, I know you're in the meat business. You know you, you know a little bit about yeah. meat and
0: pork. Come on now, you know. Dottie Woods is uh, joining us here uh, on the uh, Circle of Trades podcast as well. Travis, I'm guessing that... Um, you've been waiting to bring in a football coach.
1: I, I have been, but there, but you know, there's actually three things going on. Uh, number one, I love Donnie. Great guy. Uh, known him for a few years. He coached my son, Hunter. Um, I feel sorry for him. So especially not, <laughs> yeah, yeah the more, as the more he gets out of high school, more, more stories come out. I know it's a shock <laughs> to everybody. And by the way, he's in Yuma, and he says, it's 118 in Yuma. It's not as, it's still colder there. And I said, but it's not 90% humidity right. either, Hunter. He's like, right. eh. But, uh, you know, Donnie's kind of got a unique perspective with what he's done over the last few years. Obviously, you're an entrepreneur. You got your own barbecue business you've been doing. Um, you've been in some of the insurance business you're at St. Albert's now um, he's been coaching high school and college kids for before I knew you know at Iowa Western Lewis Central last year, and then he got this opportunity to go coach the green and gold at St Albert's. So all these shirts that I had were green and gold were John Deere, so I might have to find <laughs> might have to find a green and gold St Albert shirt, but he's got a real interesting perspective with dealing with young people. And so I want to talk a little, we're yes, we are going to talk about football a little bit because I'm excited for him, but I am want to talk about some of his interactions with younger people and when he talks to them on the football field or in the practice room, because it's not always about X's and O's. Right, right. You know, about what he sees with kids, you know, looking at trades, looking at different things. And what are, when he's talking to kids, what are they looking at? What kind of, because one day they're going to be out of high school. So that's why I brought Donnie in here today.
0: Well, I the first thing that pops into my head, uh, coach, is that uh, before becoming the head coach at Saint Albert, you were also an assistant coach at Lewis Central. Now that's going from four A to Class A, and also from a turf field to a grass field. How big of a difference in the game is it, or is it still hundred yard field and ten yard end zones and all of it? The dimensions are the same, and, yep. and it's still the same game.
2: Yep, dimensions are, are are still the same. You know, I we've looked at some. Um, different things about potentially bringing turf uh, to St. Albert. But, you know, wh- what continues to happen is the, the NFL PA, um, they continue to send guidance to the NFL owners saying, listen, we, we don't want turf. We mm-hmm. we want to stay out of the turf game. Like bring all of our NFL stadiums back to grass. Um, and it's a lot of it just from an injury pre- prevention standpoint. You know, they, they talk about you'll hear NFL offensive linemen come out of the locker room and, you know, the days that they were on turf – their joints hurt for two days, but if they go out and practice on grass, they feel hundred percent better. So now same token on that, you kinda have to balance it, right? Like you know, do, do you have do you know do you have enough grass to to be able to train and do all those things and not tear your turf up and still have a really good game surface. So so was, those those are the balances between turf and grass sometimes. But for me, um, I, I would prefer to be on grass. One, as a coach, it's a lot cooler. I mean, you, you step oh, on that turf in yeah. August. I, I can't remember maybe two years ago I was coaching at either I was either two or three years ago, either Iowa Western or Lewis Central and you get off the turf and you have all this heat rash up the backside of your leg. <laughs> the heat was just radiating off of that. And I think we took, you know, took some temps and it was like 120, 125 and you know, the grass is a little bit cooler. You just it's all those balancing things. You can't go out there in the morning, you're gonna be slipping and sliding all over the place, but you know, ultimately, I, I view it as a safety thing for us, and and you know, if we make a decision at some point to go to turf, it's just because of a usage um, opposed to safety. But uh, ultimately, you look at Iowa State and what they're doing up there with with, oh, with yeah. their ag department, and they're they're actually growing their own grass up there, and they've come up with a species of grass that um, you know it' kind of plays a little bit like Bermuda. Mm-hmm. Um, but but ultimately they're doing their own thing up there, growing their own field turf, you know, implementing that in the stadium, and so there's a lot of conversations to had about have about. Uh... You know the next step uh, with our grass.
0: Well, the next step they need to do there at Iowa State then is just get a football team.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they got to stop. Well, they got to stop their BetFred app or you
1: know whatever app they got going on. You you know, so but yeah, let's go to State. Well, the good part about playing on grass though, so if you've got like Timmy Dwight or if you got like Tungaloa at Maryland, I'll bring up your school that's got like four two forty speed. You cut the grass a little bit taller, you can slow them down a little bit. That's right. So the lawnskeeper, says this. Week, this week, inch and a half. Next week, three inches. We went.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and the sprinklers came on. That's strange. Why did that? Oh, terrible. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you a funny story. We, When I was a player at Maryland, we came into the locker room and we playing at West Virginia. And and coach wasn't happy with our our effort at that point. He looked at us, and you know his big thing was we didn't have any grass stains on our pants. And he's like, we got no effort, you know, we got zero grass stains. I don't see any blood on our jerseys. Like that was his that was his judge if we were giving it our all if we had grass stains and kind of gave him a second, and you know he walks out, and I looked at the next offensive lineman next to me. I'm like, we're playing on turf, so I don't know, I, I don't know how I'm supposed to have grass stains on my pants, but uh, it was just one of those moments for coach.
0: That uh, Well, just real quickly, it reminds me of uh, yesterday morning we're broadcasting from TJ High School, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not telling tales out of school here because um, uh, Luke Peterson actually told the story. There's a tradition at TJ where this, the uh, new seniors come out and watch the sunrise.
1: Oh, yeah. Which is kind of a cool tradition. It, it is.
0: He had to turn them around because they were facing west. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, I never stopped teaching. <laughs> D- details,
1: details. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. So, but. Uh... So let's talk about, let's talk about you for a few minutes. So, uh, obviously you're head football coach, St. Albert's, um, you got a new communications job up there. Talk about that a little bit. What, what, what do you do? What are you doing? Yes.
2: Yeah. So, you know, first just going back to the football job, I ended up taking that job back in December when it, when it came available. I think it's, you know, I initially don't want to say I turned it down, but initially kind of, uh, said, you know what? I'm okay. I'm kind of happy where I'm at. And I knew at some point I wanted to be a head football coach, um, I didn't necessarily want to move my family across the the country to, to do so. And so when you look at some of the surrounding schools, I wanted to stay at, stay at Iowa, um, kind of had to make a decision on, on, uh, you know, where that next step for me was going to be. And, and I went up to the school and I met the kids and I met the administration, uh, met some families and I honestly just fell in love with the place. Uh, a bunch of, uh, just smart, tough young men. And, and ultimately I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll coach here. Absolutely. And, and so that's where I've been. And it just so happens that now Kevin White, who uh, was the director of communications there, took a job here and, and um, uh, that position came open. And, and so what they were looking for is uh, a little bit more social media stuff and, and videos and, and, and be able to tell the story of St. Albert. And so that's something I, I feel is a strong suit of mine. Um, mm-hmm. having, having to build some of that up from Iowa Western when we first got the job and I was a you know, just a college coach and trying to figure out you know, year one of the program, how are you going to connect with uh, these high school athletes? And we were like one of the first schools, uh, junior colleges to be on Twitter. And I still remember the director of marketing coming down saying that we had to get off because we had no idea about this thing and how it was going to work. <laughs> and I'm like, you just got to trust me. And so, you know, that, from that point on, literally 95% of our communication was through direct messages and, and through Twitter, and it was so easy to find the players. And so, you know, we, we did different things, uh, building uh, signing day videos that weren't done at the junior college level. And so we, we kind of ran it like a Division One school um and i think it helped us tremendously and so i always always think feel of it now as you know you just have to have it and you have to do it and you have to be really good at it and and um so i'm excited to kind of start uh, put my spin on on how we tell our story up at saint albert
0: and this is actually a good thing because now i know someone who is happy that i poached kevin white out of saint
2: albert <laughs> <laughs> see there
1: you go you got one on the list yep. so, yeah. so. But, you know, the kind of cool part, and, you know, listen, you've got good relationships with all the coaches in town. I I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But it is an opportunity for you to to, uh, build your own legacy. But also, you could put your own own brand. This is going to do, Um, you had a lot of freedom at Lewis Central, but you say, hey, listen, I want to do this in the offense and I want to do this on third down. And you can, you know, you have your staff that works with. So, at the end of the day, this is kind of your bowl of soup. So, uh, that's got to be exciting to kind of watch that come together.
2: Yeah, it is, and it's a it's a ton of fun. I've always been, um, my wife wouldn't say this, but from a football perspective, I've always been super oriented and, and and very detailed on on how I wanted to go about things. So that's helped me tremendously. Um, but but ultimately. It's great to be able to say, you know, hey, I want to do this defensively. Let's take a look at this, or let's do this on special teams, and this is what we want to do. And and um, being able to just from a, a complete uh, perspective of how I want the program ran, that's that's been nice. Now they all other stuff they'll tell you. They say, you know, you want to be a head coach, right? Until. You know, you got to get thirty forms turned in about concussions and this, that, and the other from the kids, and you know, you start thinking, oh man, it would be nice just to be an offensive coordinator at this point. It's just, just show up yeah. and, and call the plays, and so. But all that, all the, all that other stuff, you know, just comes with the job. But uh, it's, 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 it's truly, you know, being with being with the young men, being around my coaches, being around the, uh, up at the school. It's just, it's just. Every day's a little bit different, but every day's rewarding.
1: Oh, it's got to be invigorating. You you've got 15, 18 year old kids. Some of them maybe haven't seen a weight room. The one thing I've seen your videos and you know the layers, I don't I don't know if they ever hit the weight room or not. You know, <laughs> I'll throw you under the bus, Corey, and, Cole, and I'll call it for what it is. But uh, um, you guys have actually put a huge emphasis on your on your weight facility. Um, and I don't know that Saint Alberts has done that in the past. I haven't followed them enough to really know. But um, what I saw is you took some of what they were doing at lewis central and put your own spin into it but you've got looks like you got a pretty good group of kids football but other sports too that are in there doing workouts and stuff yeah so.
2: we, we we had about uh this offseason we have about 83 percent attendance in there and, and the biggest thing i wanted to do and i'm, I'm thankful that i had Corey and, and and colton lear is i wanted to make sure that our, our kids were there and doing the workouts but i wanted to step back from it and say listen this isn't this isn't going to be football workouts, right? Mm -hmm. This, this, this workout program that we're going to do is going to benefit basketball. It's going to benefit soccer. It's going to benefit tennis. So Corey Coleman, you guys go and design what that program is. And you guys are in the experts of this field, go design that and build, build, build us something that all of our coaches could get around. And I think, you know, initially there's always some sort of pushback, right? On, on, oh, you can't do this lift or we should be doing this more and this, that, but ultimately um, the program that they designed and put together the kids bought into it. The mm-hmm. Families have bought into it, and 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 now it's not you know the football coach lifting right. This mm. is a school wide school program um, mm-hmm. that's going to benefit all of our sports programs. So you got the girls and the guys,
1: and you know, and, and with Saint Alberts, I mean, they're one at one A in football, but you know, they play small school. You know. Um, and, and some schools, you know, you, it's good for to play multiple sports, but it, at St. Albert's for them to be successful, you're going to have to have kids out for three or four sports. Absolutely. So you could have the football guy sitting there working out, isn't very good, you know, probably isn't a very good workout for basketball or even, I mean, some points wrestling, but even with that, you know, and the thing that I've seen, you know, and I've seen this last year with the leaders, when you coming in for a while, their participation was down yeah pretty good and from what you've said and from what they've said their numbers have came up quite a bit from what they've been I mean 20 years ago if you'd have said that about St. Albert you'd have been like you're crazy because they were at that time they were probably the best school in the city and it probably wasn't that close but fast forward 20 years you know you're having to take a school that's full of tradition full of state titles you know done a lot of good stuff and you guys are kind of rebuilding the tra- the tradition there
2: right? yeah. you know step by step yeah we we we, we say rebuilding or reporting the foundation is, is the is the word we use because you know there there is some things um obviously in the past that they have done that uh i don't know if, if we'll ever be able to repeat you know, at, at that level so i'll never sit there and 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 say that hey this is we're 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 building this because you know, the guys who came before us are, are the ones who who really put St. Albert on the map. And so we're we're just trying to get back to to a level first of all that's respectful and that's yeah. that's making the postseason. But you know, you go back to it all starts, no matter no matter what sports you play, it all it all starts uh, in the off season. And I think a lot of times there's so many choices for, for, for kids and parents to go do, right? And and you know, oh this 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 trainer worked with this person, and, and he was a Division One football player, and this person, you know, this is where we only send our kids there because, you know, they, they specialize in soccer. Well, that's not how we're going to do it at St. Albert. Mm-hmm. Right? For us to be successful, right, we all have to be in the same building together. Mm-hmm. All the coaches have to be on the same page of what we think it, we have to do to develop our athletes. And, and the biggest portion I would say about the weight room still is, is it's not just about lifting weights. It's mm-hmm. about seeing the, the guy or girl crossing you put in that commitment all summer long and you know they're invested and so when you take the court or you take the field you don't look out there and say, "Well, I haven't seen thirty of these kids all summer long." You know, they've been with this trainer and this trainer, and they do all these fancy—I call them Jane Fonda workouts.
1: <laughs> right? right?
2: I know, and, and I don't—and I don't mean to, yeah, I don't mean to bang on, on any of the on, on anybody that that's you know that's what they do for their business. But at the end of the day, we're—I'm trying, just from a football spectrum, I'm trying to build a team here, mm-hmm. and and we have to look each other in the eyes every single day in the weight room and say, "Yep, you're committed. You're committed," and we put forth the effort to be successful.
1: Well, and that bleeds over, that bleeds over to other sports, you know, and, and, you know, it bleeds over into life as they get adulthood, they get out of high school, you know, where they go into college and whether they want to go into the trades, if they're willing to put the time and commitment there, I mean, you find out a lot about, you know, I say kids, I'll say young adults. You know, because you know, listen. It's not always fun to get up at seven o'clock and go do workouts. It's not uh, fun to go run bangers or, you know, whatever conditioning. You know, it's not fun to get up at five thirty in the morning because you got wrestling workouts at six o'clock. That it, you gotta want to do it, and uh, you know, and it's good to see. You know. You know, not that it wasn't happened before, but it's good to see it. You know, like you said, the Twitter stuff, the Facebook stuff. I mean, there's stuff every day on, on you know, with what you guys are done that I haven't seen in the program, and it's kind of neat to see. You know, obviously uh, with the new blood coming in. So, uh, so talk to me about some of these kids. Not necessarily as individuals, but uh, you know, you talk to them all the time. You see them every day, and I know a lot of us football, a lot of it's conditioning. But what are you seeing from kids these days? When you know, when they're talking about after. High school, what you know, you know it's always you know part of the trades deals. We're always talking about you know four year schools versus trades, and none of them are wrong, right? But uh, when you have conversations with these young adults, um, what are you like when when you talk a life decision yeah. discussions? Because you have them discussions,
2: yeah, absolutely. And I, I the first thing I start with is just general interest and and asking the kid is you know what are you interested in? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what what do you what do you think you would do down the road? And and you know. I look at myself, I, I, I went went to college and I thought I was going to do one thing and then I changed and then I changed again and then I changed one more time and then then my schedule didn't work out for football to do this degree. So I was like, all right, well, I'll just go get a degree in criminology and criminal justice, right? Don't think I've ever used any of that. Uh, um, you know, the big thing for me was uh, like business writing was a great class for me. There's a couple other courses that I took that were absolutely amazing. Um, but and, and, I, and I don't like saying this, but I just felt like my four or five years – at a, uh, at college was a little bit wasted from an educational standpoint. Now Mm -hmm. from a social standpoint and, and interacting and being out on my own and, and learning, uh, I guess, you know, how to do your own laundry and just little, (laughs) just little things like that. Right. I think that, that, that plays a role in it. But when I'm sitting down and talking to kids, if you're not interested in it, sometimes, um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lack of uh, wanting to do it. And so, I asked the first question about interest. The second question I asked, well, well, you know, financially, what do you want to make?
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: and every kid, oh, I'd like to do this. And I like to do that. And I always try to steer them in a way of, okay, listen, if you're going to go to the four year route, let's, let's go after a degree that, you know, um, that is needed and wanted at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, If if you're going to school and I, I'm not going to rag on anybody that has like a liberal arts degree or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Let's find something that we know the world is going to need here in three or four years. Absolutely. And 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 if I had my way, and this is where, and I don't want to get on my soapbox here, but this is where four-year schools, the NCAA, really anybody in higher education has jacked this up. Like, uh-huh. we, 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 wait a second. We can't teach a kid uh, to be a plumber or an electrician and count that as credit and they can't be eligible to play athletics because they do it that's the mm-hmm. dumbest thing i've ever heard of you have all types of, of young men out there that would be really really good at this job right they need mm-hmm. hands on experience they need they need to they need to be able to work it and once they understand that listen i can be super great at this craft right it's no different than than, than practicing football mm-hmm. right if i put put forth the effort i'm disciplined right um, you do all those things that that translates right into that to that field and I just think we, we, the, the, the whole system has missed this opportunity and now and I, you know it more than I do there's a shortage in this field oh, probably, terrible. You, you probably can't find people that, that to, to even hire and if we could you know if they could ever change and adopt and adapt and, and start saying, hey okay yeah we, we let's let's do a, a certificate let's do this and yep if you take those courses that still allows you to play, college mm-hmm. sports yeah kind of
1: two thoughts on that number one i i went to college i would i went to two-year trade school so uh you know so you talk about trade school um i went to NIAC up in mason city um NIAC doesn't have a football program but uh, uh dr kenny actually originally came from there and his son was up there in iowa uh, central for a while well NIAC has a pretty good wrestling program mm-hmm. well actually their two-time like 145 national champion is in their hvac program up at yep. NIAC, up at Mesa City. It's a trades program, right? So trades guy, 145 pounds. You know, he can go win a, you know, an NA and IA national title. Um, That's pretty cool. Last weekend, uh, my wife works at Jenny. We were down in, on the 100 block uh, for a work deal of hers. And ran into three or four of my son's friends. One's going to be a union um, journeyman framer. One is going through apprenticeship school for electrical another one of them does concrete another one of them is a he's a a farmer slash rancher he deals with horses you know my son's got a hvac plumbing license another one of his friends is a farmer slash realtor now i think of all of them one of them actually went to school or went to school for a four-year degree so now they're 26 a little bit older so you know i think is figuring out what you want to do because i think what happens is once you go to iowa or iowa state or nebraska or maryland or usc wherever you want to go you get in there and i think two things happen there's an oh shit moment
2: because
1: mm-hmm. you realize you're on a big campus and then number two you're making decisions at 18 years old that you really don't know yourself well enough to have to know what you want to do with the rest of your life <laughs> right right and
2: I, and I still think that in, and I just don't know how much. I haven't really dug into it at St. Albert or even when I was at Lewis Central of, of, of the things that they do at, at that level to maybe get somebody thinking about trades. Mm-hmm. Right? I even go all all the way back to kindergarten. And, you know, we, in kindergarten, first grade, we, we sit these these young boys, and, and I don't mean to take away, I just, I specialized in, in young boys and young men, and, and uh, gir- uh, I, I gir- haven't been on the girls' the side. The girls can so participate too. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah, absolutely. And, but you know you stick them you stick them in a desk for for multiple hours a day and i just they need to be out in the dirt they need to be out building things and and you know it just i think we've gone backwards in that world but it, i think it just steamrolls all the way into to to high school and then it's like oh you have to go if you're if you're successful you have to go to college you know and it's like oh that's yeah that's one part of it but the other part of it is that doesn't make you successful or not mm-hmm. right it, the, there's opportunities out there that you don't have to go and chase that, that 40 degree i always love it on senior night when i'm standing there and i'm listening to the other schools you know seniors walk down and they announce like every one of them announces that they're going to college and what is that is that just for the parents to feel you know mm-hmm. proud and that, that that shouldn't be the case mm-hmm. and and here we are at a massive shortage and if a kid wants to work hard enough it's not it's not difficult to him for to see six figures and 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 you know a short amount of time you know mm-hmm. yeah well my my son Hunter, which you coached, and
1: you guys had a pretty pretty good relationship to say the least. His senior year for wrestling, not so much football, but senior year for wrestling. One was you know, Hunter was going into the Marine Corps to be an air traffic. Well, he's going to be a drone operator to be an air aircraft truck, because the Marines told him to. Uh, another one was going to go be an electrical apprentice. One was going to go work for the city of Omaha or the city council bluffs. And so there's like six kids, and there was actually only one that was talking about going to a, a two year even yeah. four year school. And there's nothing wrong with that. and I, I emphasize it. So it, it's kinda interesting. But if you like I said on a football Friday, hey, I'm gonna go to SDSU or I'm gonna go to wherever yeah. and it's great. Congratulations. Right. But you know that kid that's we and we had this talk yesterday. That kid that's gonna go go get a job working for electrical apprentice over in Omaha or is gonna come to work for me or whatever it's just not it's a it's an untraditional path per se compared to your school but you come out four years later with a skill you can use for the rest of your life whether you do it or not you come out debt free right? right so you're 40 to 80 thousand dollars not in debt yep. you know you might go buy trucks and other stuff but you're not paying for college and having to work for 10 years to to pay all that off and i think that's the part that gets lost. This money sounds great until you get stuck with the bill yep. for it. Yep. You know, and I, and unfortunately I know the president wants to, I'm not into politics, but you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. You went to college to play football, but you paid for it in your sweat equity and your time. Right. In Most people have to go borrow money or whatever. Just like buying a car, there isn't a free lunch, guys. So you know, if you want to do, you have to understand the financial consequences to it. And well, I always know.
2: thought it's funny they built the the you know these banks will cut checks for these kids for you know fifty sixty thousand dollars you know per year. Oh yeah, here, here here's your money. But if the kid wants to go get a small business loan for ten thousand dollars, I mean it, I mean literally they're gonna have to they'll say hey we're gonna, we're gonna need your arm or you know leg yeah. for that. You, you know it's prove like
1: prove it's gonna work. Yeah, you're <laughs>
2: right. It's great a year. I right. could
1: blow it on yeah I could blow it on whatever and it's okay. But and, uh, and you think-
0: guys have actually brought up a really good point though that I never once considered that in in, coach you have I'm sure you had a lot of players that come through your program that uh, would want to have an interest in doing something in the trades also having an interest in playing football at the next level you can't do both no not the way that's we're set up right now you cannot do both no and how many players that would have been very successful at the collegiate level never played because they decided to go into the trades
2: right a lot right there's quite a bit and and it just and that's you know you you would think it wouldn't take too many people in a room to come up with a plan that would work for everyone and Mm. it just and it just doesn't and and i go back to it like i'm not like, yeah, should, should doctors and, and lawyers and, yeah, should they go to school for a long time? Probably so. Probably yeah. so. Cs give degrees you know, too, but I want right. the a and doctors. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> they should probably go for, for quite some time. It's just, I, I just, it, it it drives me nuts to see these able-bodied kids that I know would be fantastic in this field. And, and you and you know it, right? I mean, sometimes I've, I've I called a plumber to come look at, um, you know, something in my uh, um my sprinkler system and mm. the sprinkler system to my house, basically something was going wrong. I mean, we're, there's a, you know, seven week wait just for the guy to come show up and take a look at it. Oh, and, sure. you know, and that's, and that's probably standard right now across the board, probably not your company. Cause you guys does, do such a good job, but like it just, we need, we need more people in that field. And how do you direct them there? Well, I mean, that's, it has to, our educators have our hands they have their hands on the kids every single day right mm-hmm. there has to be or has to, there has to be a change at some point yeah.
1: there has to well the biggest thing i say encouraging at all levels um whether from grade school middle school like i said there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with getting dirty you know and and i think that you know it comes down to playing the dirt building erecting putting stuff together that's how you're that's how you're going to get better, yeah. you know that's how you're going to learn how that's how you're going to learn how to fix things You know, I had to teach my youngest hunter when he was 14, first vehicle, how to change the oil, do the stuff on his car. Well, why? Because they didn't really have a home and car care class. And besides that, I wasn't going to pay for CFI to do this. (laughs) (laughs) You need to figure out like everybody else does at that age. Well, at least my generation did. But this age, you know, I would say probably 80% of the kids in, in classes have never changed their own oil or, you know, had to do work in their own car, you know, because, you know, they haven't had the opportunity to even put their hands on and the yeah. ones that do you know you could definitely tell the ones that have had the time or you know have a background where they've had to mm-hmm. do that stuff
0: yeah i had the same situation i was taught when i got my first car you take care of it you have to change the oil you have to do this you have to do that uh and you know then i went and bought a vega so that's all i was doing mm. was fixing it because it never ran right ever uh, well, <laughs> well at least you
1: didn't own a purple grim one I owned, a, <laughs> I owned
0: a gold gremlin for a while. A
1: gold gremlin, yeah. the old AMC gremlin. There yep. you go. So, so, well, let's talk about, I want to jump down to your first couple games, because it'll probably be a week for this coming. Kind of yeah. Obviously, played trainer Friday night, yeah. so this is kind of like your big inaugural kickoff. I know you guys are having a, a, a what did I say, a kind of a kickoff event for the season and for the school Friday night yeah we there.
2: always do a, a, a back-to-school cookout and so that's for for everyone mm-hmm. uh, uh, from the past and from the future and their families that are currently there and so they'll come up and have a little cookout and it finishes up right around 6:45 do yard games and other, other type of just tailgate activities mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, 645 that that concludes and then hopefully everybody kind of walks down to the, old f- the football field and, and takes a look at what we have the going on this year Mm -hmm.
1: and so you guys got trainer and then what i know you don't want to look ahead but what's what's your next game after
2: that yeah we play uh uh, westwood monona and and um and that's a district opponent for us oh really yeah week two week two is district for us which which is which is a good thing and, and crazy thing you always make your best your most improvement from week one to week two um but, you know, I can't stand week ones. I mean, I've dreaded week ones my entire career as a coach because you just don't know. You yeah. have no clue. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, thankfully we were able to get in the scrimmage last Friday and we, we showed some things and, and did some things that were well. But there were some things of like, holy smokes, we got to get this corrected in a couple of days. And then you have, you know, 100-degree heat, which has, you know, sidelined us. Now I won't say most of the week, but at least cut back on some of our, our, our reps. And so it's just – I don't know. I, I love getting through week one and, and uh moving on to week two as, as fast as possible sometimes.
1: Yeah. Well the thing about it is, you know, right now it's hotter than blazes or whatever. A month from now when it's you know, twenty eight and you know, twenty eight at the time of kickoff or you know, we start having
2: something that cold nights, be like why can't we balance this out? This? <laughs> yeah. Uh, there, I don't think there's always that like one week of balance. You know, you get that one week in September where it's like just perfect. You're like, all right, football season Is, football season here. is, that, yeah. where, is
0: that where the sweet spot is? Yeah. 50?
2: I, I honestly, I'd probably be a 65 guy, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's there and then, you know, just everything that goes on. There might be a light cool breeze and the, the, the concession stand grill is is cooking up and oh, it yeah. just everything seems to align. The next week it's like thirty two degrees, you better have a jacket yeah, on. Too. That's right. Well, you know, I, I learned something.
1: This is kind of a football thing. Did you know the most favorite week of the year, Saturday to get get married, is like the third week in September. This year's like the twenty third of September. You know when generally the most watched football weekend is? The, the 23rd of september that's, be,
0: that's because the new bride is laying down the law right at the beginning <laughs> and saying you have to choose right now me yeah. or football well you
1: know during football season of course my son got married during football season last year but we won't yeah they played ohio state that day but uh it's like what are you doing well she wanted to fall away so I, I don't know. We got to go to a fall wedding today at the Iowa Iowa State game. That's probably one of the three games that I'm not going to for Iowa this year. But it's like, girls in your fall weddings. I mean, there's, there's, we'll do it on Sunday, Friday night, but, well, not even Friday night. Make it Thursday night or Sunday. Because, yeah. you know, the NFL is not good for the first month, anyway.
2: Right. So, you know. Right. right. Well, if you send me an invitation for a fall wedding, I'm, I'm... You're probably gonna be busy. Gonna client yeah.
0: <laughs> So well, my niece is getting married in the fall, but she's getting married on a Tuesday. Okay, so, okay. all as well.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. That's, I that's allowed. That. That's allowed. My brother, he got. Uh, um, oh no! It was my uh, it was um, I was godfather, and they uh, was out in New York, and he's like, "Hey, you're godfather." I'm like great when is it and he's like uh saturday, sunday you know september something i go wait a second here <laughs> no we we happened i was at iowa western so we played on saturday so we, we finished up i got on a flight all the way back to to new york and was able to do it and get downtown and then uh but it was a, it was about 12 hour trip for me got there, got done got back on the plane got back by sunday oh, night that's terrible <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> i have the things you do sometimes for friends that's though. right so, that's right. So. Well, you know what, Donnie, I, I I really like what you had to say. I like that you're having the conversations with all your kids at Saint Albert. I it's be exciting to see. Are you going to do anything besides football? I mean, in the communications, are you going to help with the to help the layers with the wrestling team? You know, because there's more than the monster move out there. I, yeah. I know that's their signature wrestling. Yeah, team,
2: so. yeah. Um, you know, I, I I help with track right now. Okay. Um, I'm the, I'm the throws coach, but ultimately I. What I've told them from day one, if there's anything up here that I can do, uh, to one, to be around the kids, but two, to, to help the school out, just let me know. So I'm sure, I'm sure there's some things that will come up down the road that, that I may participate in. But, um, you know, right now it's just, just football on track and trying to be the best uh, director of communica- communication that I possibly can be. Hmm.
1: So let me see. I need to check out. Do I need to check out the Saint Albert Twitter account? Is that is that what that is? Yeah,
2: you should start probably paying attention to that uh-huh. and uh, TikTok and uh, our Facebook page and Instagram, uh-huh. and we we got it all.
1: So. I, I don't. I, well, I know I got you on Facebook. I'll have to check out the Twitter. I love yep. Twitter, but Twitter could be an ugly place sometimes, yeah. or X, or whatever it is right now. Right, so. right, <laughs> right. So, but uh, uh, a party. any parting words?
2: I don't. I don't. I I, I really appreciate you guys uh, uh, having me in. And I think, you know, the, the biggest thing we talked a lot about education, I, I don't want to pull away from, you know, a kid that wants to go and get his degree in something. That's not, you know, mm-hmm. once again, it always starts with interest, right? Yeah. Um, and if that's the pathway he wants to take, then that's what we'll support. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just think there's a general conversation that needs to start happening between parents and, and um you know, I, I always I always tell kids this. I always feel like sometimes those four-year or we'll call them five- or six-year degrees sometimes. <laughs> seven, uh, uh, sometimes kill the, kill the American dream right away. You know, yeah. it, it, it takes away from owning the house and, and having your car and being able to provide for your family right away. And yeah. so you, you, all, all I've seen now recently is, you know, wh- what age did you get married at? Uh, 24. 24, right? And so, you know, and what about you? Oh, I was 32. Yeah, 32. And so there's just, you, you start to see everything start to trend you know, further down the road here a little bit, and, and a lot of it is because, you know, they you know, have $150,000 that they got to pay back for for institution. And once again, if you make that choice and that's what you want to do and you feel strongly about that and that's your interest, go for it. I just think there's a broader conversation that needs to start happening between everybody that's involved, um, you know, from, from from the parents to the even the institutions to saying, hey, we have we have an option here for you to be able to, one, maybe come up and compete. Uh, at a, at a with a collegiate sport, but you know, get some sort of certificate or or degree in the trades.
1: Mm-hmm. Just as long as they don't have Betfred or
0: uh, whatever <laughs> app
1: they got, you know. Right now at Iowa, Iowa State, Lord knows that's a show. I'll I'll, I'll be nice, but uh, so anyway, so. Well, cool. I tell you what, like I said uh, you're more than welcome to come out anytime. Wait, next time I win Maryland play since I know you're an alma mater there. Yep. So uh, yep. we'll have to bet a, bet a pork leg. But here's the deal, Hunter's out in Yuma, so if he went, if he wins, I'm gonna have to wait till Hunter comes home and leave for him to get his <laughs> pork leg. Whatever, whatever this bet is, because yep. Hunter's a better cook than what I am. So. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, – well. You know, I'm crossing my fingers for the old Terps this year, and, and uh, we'll see what we can do.
1: Well, they say they're going to be better. The problem is they got Penn State, they got Michigan State, and Ohio's, Ohio State in that East. That's just, and then, you know, if they're in the Big Ten West, they might be favored to win it. I hate to admit that as an Iowa <laughs> fan, they're just in the wrong side of the conference this year. Right, right.
0: So well, uh, Donnie Woods and, uh, also, uh, Travis Waldstein, uh, thank you both very much. And I think that, uh, you nailed it right in the head. I mean, the theme for this podcast is always make it an option. You're not saying don't go to college. You're right. not, you're not encouraging people to, uh, only look at the trades. You're saying it's just, we're in the mix. It's an option.
1: It's an yeah. option. And there's a lot of things I, you know, even healthcare, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things with it that I think that are probably more trades like than what you know, that, that there's lots of opportunities just the four year degree is great but remember a four year apprenticeship with a certificate to me in my mind is probably just worth just as much it is you know that degree from Iowa or Iowa State but not everybody has that perspective and I I think that's the thing the perspective has to change and I think you hit on that pretty well
0: we thank you for listening to this episode of Circle of Trains we're back again next week with another until then
1: take care thank you appreciate it